Gold Chord by Amy Carmichael. This is the prelude to chapter 16. But indeed, through it all, God does make known to us wonderful resources of his mercy. He does help us beyond all that we can ask or think by the kindness and gentleness that he teaches others to show us and by the light that changes the look of all things and by the uplifting power of his grace and by showing us our task in life and by setting us to help and think for others. So in all these ways, he bears us on from day to day. And it is just from day to day that we have to hold on, not looking into or puzzling about the further distances of this life, but doing our best each day with each day's task and each day's duty, trusting God to give us the strength and light which for each day we need. Francis Paget, Bishop of Oxford, His Life by Stephen Paget and J.M.C. Crum. And now a poem by Amy Carmichael. An angel touched me and said to me, The journey, pilgrim, is too great for thee. But rise and eat and drink. Thy food is ready here, thy bread of life, thy cruise of water clear, drawn from the brook that doth as yesterday flow in the way. O cake of bread, bacon on coals of fire, sharp fires of love, O water turned to wine, and can it be such food is daily mine? Then never, never can the journey be too great for me. And I shall go in strength of that pure food, made mine by virtue of the sacred rood, unto the mount of God where my Lord's face shall shine on me, on me in my low place, down at his feet, who was my strength and stay through all the way. O cake of bread, bacon on coals of fire, sharp fires of love, O water turned to wine, the word is true, this food is daily mine, then never, never can the journey be too great for me. Chapter 16 let me be Booth Hill. Shortly before Panama left us, a letter came from the city where a little girl called Cuckoo had been saved from destruction. The letter said that her guardians demanded her back. If we did not send her back, they would charge us with kidnapping. We had no sufficient defense, for though we knew that their purpose was bad, we could not prove it and we had not the signed statement that we would have shattered a kidnapping that would have shattered a kidnapping case but we could not give the child to perdition as with jewel so with cuckoo there was a compelling must cost what it might we must save her we had learned that the best way to protect such a child was to put her in some safe place pending the decision of the court we could not always depend on a brave guest or on the cooperation of fellow missionaries. So the only thing to do was to put Cuckoo where she could not be found. And if things went against us, 
to say that we had done so and take the consequences, seven years imprisonment. But Ponama lay dying. We had been with her through months of suffering, and she had counted on us to be with her to the end. How could we leave her? But do not think of me, she said to that. In the gathering up of the love of the year, she said it. Do not think of me. It was impossible for any English person to travel unobserved with an Indian child. We had no Indian woman who could do it, but there was one who could do it, Arul Dasan, he who had narrowly escaped having his eyes filled with pepper because he would not turn from his Lord Jesus. He was a young man now, and he was with us. He listened as we told him what it might cost if things went wrong. We did not know how the law would regard his share in the matter. It might be impossible to shield him even though we declared ourselves responsible. Opposite to us as we talked, hanging upon the wall was a picture, the vigil. I took it down and gave it to him. Keep your vigil, I said, and he took the picture with him. That night he kept his vigil and received his sword and buckler, the empowerment from on high. And yet it was in fear and in much weariness that he started, and it was a worn and weary Arul Dasan who returned six days later. He told us that on the second day, in a houseboat on the backwaters of Drent Travancore, as he sat with the little cuckoo nestling close to him, a group of men stood talking in the stern. Look at that child, said one of them and spoke of the criminal case about to come on in Madras. The two men dropped their voices and went on talking, glancing round again and again at him. The loss of little Cuckoo, prison. Arul Dasan faced both in that hour. And the Akals, the Indian sisters, how show the temper of their steel? After Arul Dasan had started on his journey, we gathered them together and told them everything. They were all young, inexperienced, timid by nature, and terribly afraid of the very word prison. There was a breathless silence as they listened. Consternation was on every face. It was to them an unutterable thing that this might be appointed to the one they counted mother. It could not be, but it might be. It might be within a week. It did not appear to help them much to be reminded that in olden days prison was usual. The martyr stories, they seemed to think, belonged altogether to another order of life. It shamed me that they should feel so. We seemed to have wandered far from the place where suffering for our Lord's sake was accepted as a matter of course. I had been a poor leader to the girls if they failed now and were not willing to let me go. At last, someone spoke. Will it not be possible to have a booth hill? Booth hill means one who does something instead of another. And from all around the group came that one word. Will it not be possible? Then, more earnestly still, oh, let me be booth hill. Yes. 
up to seven years imprisonment. Let me be Booth Hill. I looked around the group. Arule, our star child through so many nights. Papamal, fragile as a flower. Rukma, in her young brightness. Lola and Lila, those fast friends. The little elf, now grown up. And Panama's daughter, she was there too. To her too, that mother would have said, do not think of me. He had asked of him the ultimate service as a friend should, is one of John Buchanan's unforgettable sentences. Here was an ultimate service we would never have asked. It was offered. It was even pressed upon us. But never was I so thankful that the law does not accept a booth deal. Next day, a telegram came. Criminal case dismissed. Why is the tiniest incident attending the silver shock of joy photographed forever upon the memory? I can see the servants washing up on the back veranda where the telegram was handed in, hear the clatter of cups and plates, see the coolie waiting unconcerned for his pay. How inadequate the sixpence we gave him appeared. How little he knew what he had brought. Then up from everywhere raced dancing waves of blessed, glad relief. Gone were the anxieties about how the other children would be protected. Gone was the fear of having to lay too heavy a burden upon willing fellow workers. For a conviction in court would have meant prison. And prison would have meant just that for them. Gone that other nightmare fear of seeing Arul de San disgraced before the world. Gone the dread of detestable publicity. Gone was everything that had pressed so heavily for weeks. And yet we knew that we must not relax. For a while, we did not know how things would be. Surely the two stories of Dothan were written for such times. Mountains full of horses and chariots of fire for Elisha. Empty blue sky for Joseph and bare hillside. How could we know which of these was to be in his answer to us? So he had asked for a heart prepared for either and knew that he would understand the human in us that hoped our Dothan would be Elisha's, and it was. He has been so kind about other things that we have no doubt but that he will care for this too, said a loving servant of his once. The word would have been fulfilled either way, but it was with profound relief that we all welcomed the wonder that met us now. The guardians did not appeal to the civil court as the magistrate who dismissed the criminal case had advised them to do. His advice, his advice appeared to have fallen on deaf ears. Who deafened those ears? Who opened the eyes of the young man that he saw? Among the gods, there is none like thee, O God. There is not one that can do as thou doest. When we were sure that all was safe, the friends who had sheltered Cuckoo sent her back to us. We met her at a big junction in the midst of the usual crush and clamor of a railway station. When first she caught sight of us among the crowd, there was a whoop 
a wild leap into her arms and a joyful jumble up of hugs with all four limbs at once. When we had liberty and leisure to look around, we saw a crowd of smiles. Blessed forever be the cord that binds those who yield to its mighty bonds one to another. Do not think of me. Let me be Booth Hill. The, word, the love in such words is eternal. This is a thread of our gold cord. End of chapter 16. <laughs>